1: Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that He's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive, I receive that it. power. I receive it right now. I receive it, it right now. From the top of my head. the top of my to head. To the soles of my feet. the soles, soles of my feet. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, He is the Healer. And not only that, he is the help for our mind. He is the answer for our mind. And God's been having us and directing us to teach along the subject of the mind. And I'm so thrilled about it because we are all to become skillful and masterful uh, in keeping our our minds in the flow of the sound mind. Amen. Amen. We've been using our, as our golden text, we've been taking 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And it reads, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. It's yours in Christ. It's part of your inheritance to have a sound mind. And you need to be skillful at recognizing what is an enemy to a sound mind. And uh, because the mind is the gateway to the spirit. So if we... uh, you know, if, if, if we hear certain thoughts, it, it, let's say you're sitting in church and the pastor preaches something and you, you go in your thought life, I don't believe that. Well, then what he's preaching can't get into your spirit because the mind rejects it. Well, that's what we need to do with the thoughts of the enemy. That when he suggests something, say, I don't believe that. Therefore, it doesn't find a, a place in us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've been talking about the mind is Satan's primary battleground. And the reason he launches his attacks in the mental arena is because that's the only place he's skillful. Um, In the spirit arena is where your faith is. In your spirit is where your faith is housed. And uh, so the devil wants to draw you away from your faith. So he wants to draw you up into the mental arena. Uh, because the devil knows that if you stay connected to your faith, there's no way he wins. There's no way he can come out on top. Amen? Right. Amen. So what's the word tell us? It says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Our, fa- our victory is waiting for our faith to show up. That's right. That's right. So the enemy, when he wants to uh, rob from us, steal from us, What he's got to do is get us away from our faith. And that's why he seeks to draw us into the mental arena by creating a bunch of commotion. He will create all this commotion mentally. And uh, we have to learn to resist that, reject that, and forbid that to stay as part of the flow of our lives. Amen. And so if the devil can hold us in the mental arena, then He can whip us. Why? Because faith does not reside in our minds. It resides in our spirit. Yet, our minds must be brought into agreement with the Word, into agreement with the faith that's in our spirit so that our faith from our spirit can flow unhindered. You know, if we don't think right, even though we have faith in our hearts, it won't flow as it should if the mind argues with it and refuses reasons against it. And refuses to let that faith flow. It it will stop the flow of faith. So the more we renew our minds with the Word of God, we're bringing our thoughts into agreement with the Word. Therefore, our thoughts are agreeing with the faith that's in our spirit. And then our faith can flow unhindered. Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus taught us that when wrong thoughts come, when the enemy speaks to the mind, circumstances speak to the mind, symptoms speak to the mind, all these kinds of things, any opposition that comes against the mind, Jesus taught us and demonstrated for us in the wilderness of temptation that's recorded in Luke chapter four, he demonstrated to us his policy of dealing with the devil. And that was, it is written. That was his policy of dealing with the devil. So he demonstrated and left us the example that that is to be the way we answer. The, the enemy. That's how we answer wrong thoughts. You cannot outthink wrong thoughts. You cannot deal with thoughts you cannot deal with thoughts with thoughts. You deal with thoughts with the word. You answer them with the word. The enemy wants to capture the thought life. How does he do that? He seeks to inject wrong thoughts. So the only power, now know this, Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. The only power the devil has left is the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. Right. He'll suggest something, but he can't bring it to pass if he can't get you agreeing with it. Right. Yeah, right. Amen. 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 I love something. Uh, I, I, I was referring to it a couple of episodes ago, but I love something that our, years ago, I heard Sister Gloria Copeland said, and she said, the devil cannot do anything he wants to you anytime he wants if he could, why wouldn't he go ahead and do it? Why would he have to deceive you first? See, wrong thinking is trying to deceive you away from faith, away from the faith in your heart, drawing you up to the mental arena. He wants to deceive you away from the word. Listen, if he could, let's say if he could cause you, the devil may threaten somebody, you're going to lose your home. Well, if he could cause that to happen, why didn't he just do it? Right. Why does he have to even discuss it with you? <laughs> why does he have to even try to inject that thought? Because he can't do it until he can get you agreeing with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why he injects, he tries to inject thoughts mm-hmm. because we are the ones who give those things our, our authority. Yeah. Why? The devil doesn't have the authority. Mm-hmm. Not over us. Amen. Yeah. So he wants, to, he wants to, to try to inject thoughts into our thought life. How do we know if we took them? If we're continually turning those over and over in our mind. But just because he suggests it does not mean we have to accept it. Right. I mean, you got to get mean and ugly about it. I'm not letting you in. <laughs> Amen. So uh, why does he want to do that? Inject wrong thoughts? Because if we think wrong, we'll believe wrong. And if we believe wrong, we'll speak wrong. And when he gets wrong words, then he can perform wrong things against our life. So when we speak right words, then God performs. When we speak wrong words, then now we give an open door to the enemy to perform. Amen. So it all begins with the thought life. Amen. So know this, as a child of God, you have absolute and total authority over anything that the enemy would try to work against you. Stand your ground. Refuse to be swayed. Now, uh, I was referring to Luke chapter 4. Now, in that passage is where we see that Jesus being full of the Spirit, because he had just been baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. It says Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus being full of the Spirit was led of the Spirit. Where was he led? He was led into the wilderness to be tempted. It wasn't God tempting him, but the Spirit led him there, and then the enemy tempted him. Jesus showed himself master. Amen. We have an example. He left us an example. This is how you deal with seasons of temptation. Now, I want to talk to you about seasons in the sense of that because sometimes people will think and the devil will try to imply to somebody, well, you see, you answered with the word and nothing changed. Evidently, you don't have enough faith or your faith isn't working or the word's not working for you or your authority doesn't work for you. Listen, the Bible says Jesus was there and for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. The first time... Jesus answered the enemy. The devil did not leave. Yet Jesus did the right thing. He answered the right thing. Then the enemy, again, another temptation. Jesus still handled that right, but still the devil didn't leave. Just because he doesn't leave immediately doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Sometimes there's a season of temptation, a season of opposition, You just keep doing the right thing. Amen. Don't get in the mental arena and think, well, maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe the Word, why isn't the Word working? Because see, we measure, wrongly, we measure things by the passing of time. Listen, faith doesn't know anything about a calendar. Faith doesn't know anything about a clock. It knows about the Word. Amen. It's the natural man that knows the, ca- the calendar, the clock. And if we're not careful, we start measuring whether victory is ours based on the passing of time. And that's a mistake. I said, that's a mistake. Because faith roots itself and plants itself on the Word. And it refuses to be swayed and Jesus did the right thing the first time the devil the first time the devil tempted him with something he did it right Jesus did it right but notice he didn't immediately exit that season so it doesn't matter how long the season lasts you just in that season every day you answer it right you just speak right you think right you just keep feeding on the word and holding to the word and refuse to let the clock or the calendar sway you out of faith What's it tell us over in Hebrews? Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. See, that word patience is going to deal with the passing of time. So notice it's through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. It doesn't say through faith, we inherit the promises. It says through faith and patience. I love something again that Sister Gloria Copeland said years ago, loved it and took note of it. She said, without your patience, faith will quit. Patience gives endurance to your faith. It will not stop because it will outlast any opposition. Why? Because you're in patience. Mm. Amen. So through faith and patience. So Jesus resisted. He answered the devil in that wilderness of temptation, but the devil didn't just leave right then, but Jesus was patient. Amen. He didn't start questioning God. He didn't start questioning the validity of the Word. He didn't start questioning his own faith. He didn't question, well, maybe I'm not the Son of God because that's one of the things the devil kept saying, if you're the Son of God. He didn't question it just because the devil didn't leave the moment he answered something. See, real faith and skillful faith doesn't wait to be at peace. It doesn't wait for the devil to leave before it can be at peace. Real faith is peaceful right in the face of opposition, right right in the face of adversity. That's, that's victory. I said, that's the victory. And so that's what Jesus, that's what Jesus did. He just held his ground. And just because a test is lingering, this is what I want you to understand. Just because a test is lingering doesn't mean the word isn't working. Just because a test is going on through a passing of time doesn't mean that you don't have faith. Right. I tell you what, if you're born again, you got the faith of God on the inside of you. Now, strengthen that faith, feed that faith, use that faith, spend that faith. But we have to understand this faith is not a bottomless pit, meaning, once you spend it, you need to re- replenish it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep feeding your faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So, as you stand your ground and resist the devil, be it long or be it short, Uh, the devil will flee from you. Amen. The devil will flee from you. So don't let the passing of time make you question God or doubt God. When something isn't working right, doubt the devil. (laughs) Right? Don't doubt God. Don't doubt the Word. The devil is worthy of doubt. God isn't. Amen. We doubt the devil. Amen. Amen. James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Notice this. And he will flee. But notice the first part of that phrase, submit yourselves therefore to God. Now, your authority won't work as fully as it ought when you're out of the will of God. People don't understand your safe place many times. People many times don't understand that their safe place is in the will of God. Meaning this, it, ma- it needs to matter to you what God has sa- is saying to you about your life. Yeah. If we veer off the plan of God, then our authority uh, doesn't work as fully as it ought. Right. Why? Because we're not submitted to God. That's what this James 4 says. James 4 verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God then resist. Why? Because that's when your authority will get fullest results is when you're submitted to God. You can't submit to God and not be submitted to His will, right?
0: right.
1: right. It's not submitted to His plan for your life. Mm -hmm. He has a plan for every single one of you, and I tell you what, it's a great plan. How do we know it's a great plan? Because God never planned anything that wasn't great. So being in the will of God... is is the place where our authority will work unhindered. So make sure that when something is harassing you, keeps troubling you, are you in agreement with the will of God for your life? Are you being a doer of it? Are you submitting to him in that? Submit yourselves. Look at this. God's not going to submit you. You submit yourself. It's not God's job. That's our place, submit ourselves. Bring ourselves into agreement. Bring ourselves under the leadership and the guideship of, him, of, of God's plan and His will for our lives. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. This is why many times people are resisting and it seems like they get nowhere because they're not agreeing with what God's will is. Do you know if somebody says, I'm not sure if it's the will of God for me to be healed or not? That's why when they resist the devil, he doesn't leave because they're not submitted to his will concerning healing. Does that make sense to you? you? You understand that, how I worded that? So it's not just understanding and agreeing with his will for your personal life, but agreeing with his written will for all of his children, his general will for all of... See, the word is his will for all of his children. The Spirit of God will speak to you specific things individual to your life. For example, the Word of God says, He'll supply all your needs. Now this, He's talking to the giver who is generous in their giving. They give more than once. He says, My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, all of, one of our needs is everyone needs a home, right? You need a home, you go to believe God for a home. But what if you don't believe God will supply all your needs? You think, I'm not sure if if I can afford a home. I'm not sure if God will give me a home. Well, see, you go to resist thoughts that question that. And if you're not in agreement with the Word, you'll agree that maybe there's not a home for me. Maybe I don't have a supply. So uh, submit yourselves therefore to God. God says he'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory. That's for all of his children. Yeah. That's what he says to every single one of his children who are givers and generous. But the, the word doesn't tell you which house. Right. But the Holy Spirit will give you the specifics. Yeah. So we have to not just agree with the written word, but agree with the spoken word. What is the spirit of God speaking to you about? What's he dealing with you about? Agree with that. Agree with what he's saying to you individually and specifically for your life. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Agree with the written word. Agree with what the Spirit of God speaks specifically to you. Then resist. Amen. He doesn't say resist the devil and he'll flee. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. these these are joint things and this is why some people say Pastor Nancy I've been answering the thoughts that the troubling thoughts I've been answering fear I've been answering uh all the 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 threats that the enemy makes against my mind but I'm not getting any relief. Well check are you submitting your thought life to God? Are you submitting and agreeing with Him, with the plan of God, with what His Word is saying? Are you are you in agreement with that? Because anytime we're not agreeing, agreeing with God, we leave an open door to the enemy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, know this, that we're not, anytime we're, we know we're on the Word, mm-hmm. we're agreeing with God. And when the enemy tries to oppose us, we resist him, he will flee. We're not resisting him, we're not resisting the enemy of ourselves, we are resisting him as one who is in Christ. We're backed up by the authority that is ours in Christ. We're not just saying this out of a place of just being a human, of our own humanity. We're saying this as being in Christ. Amen. Because we know this. Jesus spoiled. Look at this with me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15 It says, and having spoiled principalities. That means there's nothing left to them. There's no weaponry left to them. Mm -hmm. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he, Jesus, Mm -hmm. made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Mm -hmm. Other translations of this verse state that Satan and all evil spirits were utterly defeated. They were brought to nothing, Reduced to nothing, nothing left. Amen. Amen. And then Colossians chapter 1, back up a chapter. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. It says, God hath delivered us. Look at this, past tense. He already has delivered us. We're not out trying to get delivered. Now, if you don't know, if you don't understand and how, if you don't know how to walk, in the deliverance that is yours, mm-hmm. sometimes you need help from somebody. Mm-hmm, that's right. You know, somebody, you may have somebody to lay hands on you or to help you pass certain opposition, to bless you, mm-hmm. to pray for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But there comes a place and a time when you go, you, you agree with this. Wait a minute, I am delivered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen, I am delivered. Yes. God has delivered us, mm-hmm. meaning it's a, it's, a, it's a completed truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has delivered us from the power or the authority of darkness. Mm-hmm. And he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. This means we are no longer under Satan's authority dominion. He has been stripped of any power to harm us. That's right. Now if we don't know that, then the devil will work on our, our ignorance will give him a place of entrance that he'll work against us. Amen. Mm-hmm. We are no longer under Satan, the authority of Satan's kingdom. We're, now we're under, in God's kingdom under that authority. Amen. amen. Listen, when Jesus spoiled principalities and powers, when he defeated the devil, he did not do that for himself. He wasn't in, he wasn't in bondage to him. He did that for us. We were the ones in bondage. Right, amen. amen. He did it for us. So we're not resisting the devil based on anything we've done. We're resisting the devil based on what Jesus did, the victory he won. Amen. So it's not in our ability. Sometimes so many people think, well, I just can't, you know, I'm not strong enough to to get past this. You're not resisting him based on your own ability. You're resisting him based on what Jesus did. Amen. The day you get born again, that authority will work for you. Amen. You don't have to walk with God for years before your authority works for you. Amen. When Jesus defeated and stripped Satan of his authority and and to harm us, he handed us the victory. So the victory belongs to us, but it's not a victory we won for ourselves. It's something Jesus won in our behalf and handed it to us. Amen. Now, the important thing we have to understand about this is we're not trying to win against the devil. This is where a lot of people miss it. They think they've got to fight the devil. I'm not called to fight the devil. You're not called to fight the devil. Jesus already, he defeated him. The only fight that we're to fight that's referred to in the word is the good fight of faith. Amen. If you get in the wrong fight, it's a losing fight. Yeah. Don't fight Don't fight the fight of worry. It'll whip you. Worry will whip you. If you start trying to equal worry in your thought life, don't get in the fight of worry. Don't get in the fight of fear. Don't get in the fight of depression. Those aren't the fights we're to fight. We fight the good fight of faith. What's that mean? We realize Jesus won our victory for us. We're not trying to win our victory. What we are is we are maintaining, we're standing our ground on victory. Yes. Listen, Jesus provided victory ground for us to stand on. All these things that oppose come to try to get us off that ground. Don't leave your victory stance. Don't leave that victory ground. It is yours. We are in the occupying army. We're occupying. The victory that Jesus won for us, we're not trying to win it. Mm-hmm. You could never win of your own against the enemy. That's why Jesus came and defeated him in mm-hmm. our behalf yes, because we couldn't mm-hmm. defeat the enemy on our own. Mm-hmm. But he won our victory and then handed, it and handed the victory to us and says, I'm back of this victory. You, you spend this victory. You speak this victory. You speak this authority. I'll back it up. The power that I won over the enemy. Yeah. The power that I use to defeat him with is back of what this victory is. It belongs to you. Now you speak it and my power will back it up. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, uh, remember what Jesus said? He said, behold, I give you power. Now this is Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Jesus spoke and he said, behold, I give unto you power. What's that power? Authority. I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I want you to recognize something. When Jesus said, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, notice serpents and scorpions are gonna show up. The enemy's, just because you have faith, the enemy's not gonna leave you alone. He's gonna show up. But notice what he said to do. What's our authority for? Treading on them what's the word tread mean? When I looked it up just in the dictionary, what does the word tread mean? It means step over. He says, I authorize you to step over anything the devil's working and keep going. That's what he means. Why do you step over something? To keep going past it. But this is what happens so much of the time. The devil throws up an attack, throws up opposition and people stop right there they get hindered at that place and they give that thing wrongful attention and they just sit there and try to fight the devil, fight the devil. You don't have to fight the devil. You're authorized to step over that strategy, step over that opposition and keep going. Why does the enemy oppose us anyway? To oppose our, to oppose our advancement. We're advancing and he's trying to stop our progress. He's trying to stop us going forward in the plan of God. He's trying to stop us going forward in what we're born for. So he, he he launches all of this opposition to stop our progress. But we're authorized, step over it and keep going. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. And we want you to get your copy because as you feed on these... You, you, these things becoming grafted on the inside of you. And as you use this and become a doer of the word, you become more skillful. So go to org, and we'll be, we'll be sure to send you your copy. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Fredonia, New York at Family Church Fredonia, August 14th through the 18th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at defresneministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle.